As the Niger coup continues, we wanted to explain what International SOS has been doing to support our clients whose workforce remain in the country. With airspace currently closed, are there any options to leave Niger? And what plans have we been making to help our clients should things change or the security situation deteriorate? Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. And joining me for this episode is International SOS's Security Director for Assistance for the London Security Centre, Erica Weisbrod, and Clive Gillard, our Director of Medical and Security Assistance Air Transport Services worldwide. So, Erica, I wanted to start by asking you what International SOS has been doing to help clients who have workforce in the country to be able to leave Niger. The situation has been fluid over the last few weeks and it's created a significant challenge for organizations that are trying to have their workforce depart from the country. Based on what we advise clients in terms of departing the country and their ability to stand fast, we've been simultaneously developing concept of operations for evacuation within our international SOS security team. International SOS currently has three credentialed security partners that are operating in Niger And we've been able to offer clients access to secure ground transport, particularly with movements to the airport. And while we have successfully evacuated many of our clients on commercial flights, as well as a number on repatriation flights, we've also seen a number of flights that have been canceled. And so we've supported our clients with movements back to their accommodation, accommodation bookings, and also supply drops to ensure that clients can support a standfast posture. We've also leveraged our in-country partners to gather more granular on-the-ground information, which has included vetting the viability of routes, access to accommodation, and other atmospherics as to the situation in the capital Niamey. Right now, the movement from Niamey to Benin, which originally would not have been our preferred option for evacuation, is also now the only viable option with the airspace closure. So we are working on plans currently to enable our clients to move across that border safely and securely with the support of our credential security partner. And have we actually helped any of our clients to be evacuated from Niger? We have. We've done this uh, via commercial flights and also repatriation flights. And even though the land border between Niger and Benin is officially closed as a result of sanctions from ECOWAS, the regional political and economic body, we have been able to confirm that access to that border is viable for passenger vehicles. So we've been able to conduct overland movements from Niamey to Katanao, Benin. So how long would a journey like that take? It is around a 17-hour journey by vehicle, but we are able to do this with the support from end-to-end of our in-country security partner. And throughout the entire journey, we were in close communication with them and also the client that we supported to ensure that their itinerary was on track and that everything went smoothly. And can you tell me why it's a good idea for our clients to consider relocating to Benin? One of the things that we considered with the movement to Benin was the visa requirements. We've identified Benin as quite a suitable international safe haven because it does not require a visa to enter for any African national and only requires an e-visa for all other nationals, which can be attained in a relatively short time frame. As we saw a lot of European governments provide repatriation flights for its nationals to leave over the last week, 
many of our clients maintain multinational staff in country. And so it's been necessary to identify practical evacuation solutions for a wide range of nationals, many of whom are from African nations. And so this route to Benin that is visa-free is a good option for that. Now, given it's such a long journey, what's our assessment of the route? And is it all fairly straightforward? It is a long journey. So conducting a risk assessment to understand all of the variables that need to have mitigation and contingency has been a really important part of our planning. Road traffic accidents and breakdowns are the most likely risks. So factoring in contingencies for that, but also understanding the risk environment from Niamey to the Benin border, what is involved in conducting the border crossing, ensuring that the border is open at the time of the crossing, and then being able to make the journey from the Benin border to Cotonou and any onward flights from there. In this case, we recommend doing an overnight stop as well to break up the journey and also to avoid traveling outside of daylight hours. We've also been able to book accommodation for our clients who are doing this movement using hotels that we personally assessed during a recent security credentialing trip to Benin. Okay, thanks for now, Erica. Well, let's now speak to Clive Gillard, International SOS's Director of Medical and Security Assistance Air Transport Services Worldwide. And Clive, airspace in Niger remains closed, but it's an evolving part of the situation. So can you give us a quick recap of what's been happening to date? Sure. So the situation in Niger has been quite fluid, particularly from an airspace perspective. Initially following the coup, there was a restriction placed on the number of flights that could come in and out of Niger, and in particular, the routes that they could take and the countries they could uh, overfly prior to entering uh, Niger airspace. And this is this is something which is it's not something that we see infrequently, particularly when we have political changes. A lot of the times airspace will be impacted like this. And one of the things that we like to do and we have to do in these kind of situations is keep a very close eye on uh, developments as that comes through. In this case, after a couple of days of the it was then further restricted to being uh, closed and then reopened again. And now it's closed once again. Now, I understand there was a window of opportunity when the airspace reopened. And we were working with client organisations in order to try and help them to leave the country. Can you tell me more about that? So as a uh, as a rule, when we look to uh, evacuate or move personnel out of a, uh, a country on, uh, in these kind of situations, we look simultaneously at two types of options. Firstly, movement on commercial flights when they are still running. And if necessary, we support our clients with bookings and with secure transport to and from those flights. And secondarily, where either commercial flights are not available or not appropriate for a particular group, we look to book charter flights separately to move large groups of personnel uh, simultaneously on a uh, private flight. In this case, we planned a charter for a number of clients on a single aircraft, which was set to take place just in the last couple of days. Uh, as we know, of course, the situation changed and we then saw that airspace reclose once more. So as a result, what we have done is pivoted to look at both potential options following any upcoming reopening of the airspace, both commercial flights and from a charter perspective, and also to look at alternative moves, including ground moves whilst that airspace is closed if our clients want to move out uh, in a more expedited fashion. 
And with regards to what preparations you can make, not knowing, of course, when the airspace may reopen, what are you able to do? From a client perspective, there's a number of preparations which can be made. These include things such as uh, as basic as making sure that any persons have their passports on them at all times, that the details for those passports and any particular visas that they hold are passed on to either their travel or their security manager so that they can be pre-populated with their assistance companies to ensure that uh, we can look at appropriate routes for them once that airspace does reopen. From an assistance company standpoint, what we're doing is really proactively looking at potentially what flights are going to be operating, booking tickets on them in advance so that we have those seats blocked in the event that the airspace does reopen and those flights uh, do uh, continue, and simultaneously looking at and managing charter aircraft availability uh, over that uh, intervening period so that when that uh, airspace does reopen, we're well positioned to be able to move quickly uh, should our clients require it. And do you have any indication at all whether airspace could be reopened in the short term or is it just something we can't predict right now? I think at the moment it's hard to say under what circumstances the airspace will be reopened. Certainly what we've seen previously and what we would expect is that there will be a limited window where the airspace is entirely closed but these generally don't tend to uh, to last for an extended period of time. So what we are looking to to manage then is the potential for it reopening, both in the short term or in case there is that uh, that out chance of uh, a longer term uh, closure, looking at alternative means for transportation for our clients. Thanks, Clive. Now, returning to Erica, and while this coup has been going on, can you tell me what we've been able to do to support our clients in the country? We're now two weeks since the announcement of the coup, and negotiations are ongoing between the military junta and regional and international actors as to the country's political outcome. Even though right now we're seeing a fragile calm in the country, um, which includes in the capital Niamey, but that situation could change in a short period of time. So it's really critical that we find the right window of opportunity and also the mode of opportunity for clients who want to depart the country. And so with that, International SOS has set up a crisis team to support our clients. And this is with our information and our operational response. The team consists of members of our security assistance, our information analysis teams, members of our operation, medical and flight desk, and all of us working together to ensure that we adopt an integrated response for our clients especially as we are helping them navigate through the next phase of this protracted escalation. And Erica, can you tell me about some of the challenges that we faced? Throughout the entire escalation, we've been providing our clients with information since there have been a lot of political and logistical developments that really could impact the security environment for their staff and country. This has included apprising them of the airspace closure and then providing them information on commercial flight availability, as well as the status of foreign government repatriation flights. We also provided a lot of information on which borders were open, which ones were closed, as well as which borders we would or would not consider clients to consider if doing a land border evacuation. Critically, we've been helping our clients with their decision making, which has really been evolving as the situation changes on a day-to-day basis and whether they should have their staff stay or leave the country. And how have we been keeping in touch with our clients in Niger right now? 
during the changing situations? We've been in regular contact with our clients through the ever-changing developments, and this has involved providing them with a range of plans based on the feasibility at the time. This could involve the status of the airspace, for example, or their flights being canceled and really having to come up with a plan A or a plan B or a plan C. Clients have had to remain very flexible. And at that time, we've also ensured that we've remained very agile to be able to support them with new plans based on the varying circumstances. And we'll continue to do that as the situation continues to unfold. We're regularly engaging our clients in country, checking on their welfare, if they may need supply drops of essential goods, such as food or water or medicine, and really to understand if their posture has changed and whether their previous decision to remain in country has evolved and now they want to depart. So for those clients who have their workforce in Niger right now, what sort of things should they take into account in order to make sure that they are safe at this time? For clients that are remaining in country, we need to ensure that they have an adequate supply of essential materials, which would involve uh, food, water, medicine, backup power, as we've been seeing power cuts in the country, as well as backup communication so that the individuals in country are able to maintain contact with their necessary points of contact in the country, outside of the country, but also to stay apprised of any key developments. We're also keeping a close eye on whether the protracted period of ECOWAS sanctions may increase some of the risks in country. It could lead to a shortage of food, water, fuel, and essential medicines, and that could really further complicate the logistical environment, particularly if we see the prolonged closure of airspace and borders. Most trade that comes to Niger originates in Benin, which has officially closed its border with the sanctions. And while we haven't seen shortages yet, we are keeping a close eye to ensure that continuity of some trade through these borders continues so that these supplies are available. Okay, Erica, Clive, Thanks so much for all your analysis and advice. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Well, that's all for now, but just a reminder that you'll be able to access all the latest information and updates on this year from our website at internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centers, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.